While we agree with the commonly accepted guidelines for crafting landing pages, there is an additional layer to setting up SaaS landing pages that seems to go under the radar. The best practices for landing page structure, inspired by Oli Gardner's attention ratio, will stand. The ratio of links on a landing page to the conversion goals of your campaign should be one-to-one. -one. The call to action should be above the fold. Content should be skimmable and social proof like customer testimonials is still relevant and effective. But what often goes missing from this conversation and from the landing pages of SaaS companies who we speak with is how to tailor your landing pages to your target user's stage in the buyer's journey. By failing to map out your landing page flow from click through to conversion and based on your target user's level of awareness about what you offer, you miss an opportunity to increase the likelihood your messaging and content will compel that user to adopt it. In this episode, we'll discuss our strategy for mapping landing pages to the sales funnel and teach you the process that we use to do it in practice with our clients. But before we get there, we want to talk briefly about the mistakes that we still see SaaS companies making, despite all the great advice out there. So let's kick things off by looking at where we see SaaS marketers go wrong with their landing pages. I'm Mark Thomas, I'm the head of growth at Powered by Search, and today I'm going to talk you through some of the best knowledge that we have on building B2B SaaS businesses. Now if any of this is interesting to you and you want to read more, you should go to our website. It's poweredbysearch.com and check us out there. From time to time, we still encounter prospects who will ask, can't we just use our homepage as a landing page? Or they might say, why can't we make it so that our site is so well structured that we don't need landing pages? We do recommend setting up your homepage around one or two priority goals, usually to collect an email address. But your homepage and most of the pages on your website need navigation, top bar, and footer menus. And pages with menus and navigation give users too many options to choose from, distracting them from the one action that you really want them to take, which is why you still need to use landing pages that are focused on a single action. That's mistake number one. Other areas that we see things fall down include mistake number two, trying to target multiple personas on one page. We recommend different landing pages for different personas or stakeholders involved in the sale of your product. Mistake number three, requesting too much information to become an SQL. We believe every phone call is a learning opportunity and that unless your sales team is already underwater with calls, requesting less information through your signup forms will lead to more conversations and ultimately more customers. Mistake number four is mismanaging the expectation of what happens after a form is filled out. If your prospect is being led to believe that they'll be able to talk to you today and you'll leave them with a thank you page that reads, thanks, we'll be in touch, you're going to lose people. Now, getting each of these areas right is a good place to start improving your conversion rates. So let's look at our thought process for mapping landing pages to the funnel. Most people think about the funnel in terms of top, middle, and bottom, but these terms are subjective. Instead, we think about users in the different stages of the funnel as being problem unaware, problem aware, or solution aware. Users are either aware of the problem or they're not. They're either aware of solutions or they're not. We find binary terms like these are less ambiguous and they're more useful for understanding the mindset of the user. In our approach to mapping landing pages to the funnel, we use two landing page flows to cover these three stages of the buyer's journey. Number one, for problem unaware and problem aware users. 
number two for solution-aware users. When it comes to targeting with digital marketing campaigns, it's often difficult to decipher between where you're reaching users in the problem-unaware camp versus users in the problem-aware camp. We find that as long as you are clearly targeting one persona, not trying to appeal to different multiple stakeholders at once, the same landing page flow can be made to appeal to and convert with users who are either in one of these two stages of the buyer's journey. Let's look at the first now. I'm gonna refer here in this section to some images. Those are on the accompanying blog post. You can find the link in the show notes. Landing page flow number one for problem unaware and problem aware users. First off, look at all the different elements involved in the click to conversion journey. An advantage to mapping it out as we have done in the image in the post is that you can see all the different areas to test, iterate, diagnose problems, and make improvements along your conversion path. Now let's break this landing page flow down, starting with the lead magnet page. For both problem unaware and problem aware users, our goal is to guide these potential customers to become solution aware. The way that we do this is to offer them a lead magnet, a downloadable cheat sheet, calculator, case study, webinar, that kind of thing, rather than a trial or a demo because it's a softer way to build trust with users and make a tasteful first impression. We wanna help educate them about the problems they're experiencing or help to affirm for them that they aren't alone. For problem unaware folks, you help them to get to that aha moment nodding their heads. Yes, this is actually a problem for me. For users in the problem aware camp, your lead magnet should help them reinforce that, yeah, of course, I've been frustrated by this problem for a while. And then on the next step of their journey, we want to expose them to our solution to help guide them into the solution aware phase. The thank you page offering a demo or trial versus the demo thank you page. Let's talk about that now. In our experience, companies will put all of this effort into their ads and landing pages and then put one tenth of that effort into their thank you pages. Most thank you pages fall into one of three buckets. Thank you, we've received your submission or some other default copy like this. A page offering a single link to download a PDF or other type of resource that offers nothing. Or a page that offers no helpful prompts or dialogue. We see thank you pages as the most underrated conversion opportunity on most websites. There are two ways we present our solution in this landing page flow. Option A is to bring users who download the lead magnet to a thank you page that has a form where they can sign up to schedule a demo with our client's team or sign up for a free trial, depending on the complexity of our client's software. And a note here, whenever possible, we want to include the option for the user to view a calendar and schedule a demo on the spot. This page will present three pros without cons that the users of the software stand to benefit from. For thank you page option B, which we'll use less frequently, we'll present users with a demo on demand. This is a pre-recorded demo that requires less commitment on behalf of interested prospects and sometimes works for clients who are having an otherwise difficult time getting prospects to commit to a live demo. And then we'll use a two-step email automation to deliver the lead magnet to prospects who opt in to receive it and follow up with them with a broad question from a sales representative to begin a conversation with those who are interested. Now let's look at landing page flow two for solution aware users. Landing page flow number two is reserved for users who we've determined are in the solution aware camp. And it's what we use for retargeting campaigns. 
Indicators that users are solution aware include things like they've engaged with our ads or downloaded our lead magnets, they've visited our website and viewed case studies or pricing pages, they've searched our client's brand name plus reviews or brand name versus competitor. For these users, because we've identified them as being closer to sales ready, we can take a more forward approach by going straight to offering them a trial or demo. Similar to landing page flow number one, we'll bring users to either a landing page offering a demo or trial, or to an on-demand demo page. Landing page offering a demo, trial, or a demo on-demand landing page. For choosing which of these two landing page types we'll send users to, the logic is the same as I described earlier in the episode. If prospects have been resistant to signing up for live demos, in some cases we'll present them with the on-demand demo but we'll usually use a form to encourage signing up for a trial or live demo. This page will look similar to the thank you pages from landing page flow number one. We'll use a different headline, but the content and strategy of presenting three pros without cons will remain the same. As we said earlier, the importance of your sign up thank you page can often be overlooked. The key to getting it right is to make sure that it clearly describes what will happen next. Any additional actions that the prospect needs to take, when they can expect to hear from you, and exactly what's coming up next in the process. This is a key opportunity to avoid the mistake of mismanaging expectations of what comes next, and to make sure that the highest possible percentage of prospects who fill out your form follow through with taking the desired actions you hope they will take, for example, showing up for your demo. So now that we've covered our approach to mapping landing pages to the funnel, We'll walk through our process for actually creating landing pages. The first thing to determine is which landing page flow we're setting up, number one or number two. Once we have that, the next thing we consider is who is it for? This is a focusing strategy to make sure we aren't trying to appeal to multiple target personas at the same time. Remember, as a rule, one landing page, one target user. Now, once we've decided on who that target user is, discussed at length, by the way, in our article on targeting multiple SaaS personas, then we'll choose our primary messaging angle for this page. We see the primary three benefits of most SaaS products as being speed, certainty, and insight. Often a SaaS will have all three of these benefits. So once we've chosen the target user that our page will be for, we'll go through a process to figure out which of these three benefits seems most relevant to that individual persona. The value proposition in the headline of the page will speak to that benefit. Then we'll include the other two benefits as supporting benefits in our pros without cons. When it comes to content, copy comes first. For us, copy always comes before design. And we like to think about copy as being assembled in the same way that you would assemble Lego blocks. First, we'll draft the headline to speak to the primary messaging angle that we've chosen. Then we'll draft the three pros without cons then, if we're including trust indicators, we'll choose and input compelling testimonials, and then we'll finalize the text of the CTA button. We do all of this in a Google Doc so that we can work together with our team and our client to make sure that we're all on the same sorry, page and agree with the wording and structure of the copy. Next comes design. We save the actual page design for last because it's easy to get caught up in the look of a page, but our stance is that what the page actually says is often the most important element. It's easy to make a nice looking landing page today. The hard part is communicating to your target persona through that page so that they clearly understand the benefits of what you offer 
and know what they need to do next to experience those benefits for themselves. For landing page design, we follow the common best practices. And to reiterate those, skimmable content that's easy to comprehend while scrolling, usually in the form of bullet points. One clear CTA near the top of the page and a hero image and visuals that complement the copy, for example, product screenshots. If our client has a video overview of their SaaS, such as an explainer video, we'll tend to include that. So bringing this all together here. If you're going to the effort to craft your landing pages so that they really resonate with your prospective customers, and you want to stand out from your competitors, taking the extra step to map your pages to the sales funnel is smart marketing. By providing problem unaware and problem aware users with content and messaging that speaks to them and the stage they're at, you can nudge your prospects towards the solution aware phase and have more educated, sales ready prospects come demo time. I'll see you next time. Now, if you enjoyed that today and you want to do something about your B2B SaaS marketing, you should get in touch with us. You can do that by going to poweredbysearch.com and checking out our assessment page, or you can browse the case studies and blogs that we have on the site. Now, if you're not ready to do that, definitely say hi anyway. You can ping me on Twitter. I'm at I am Mark Thomas, that's Mark with a C, or you can ping our founder and CEO, Dev Basu, and connect with us there. Looking forward to seeing you again for another episode.